Hey, cafeteriaites, if you want to see us embarrass ourselves even more than we already do, join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash cafeteriapod. More content, more laughs, more reasons to make fun of us. And hey, we put the money towards really important things, you know, like Johnny trying to grow facial hair, or Brent trying to keep his feet attached, or Ryan trying to grow arms. You can get in for only five bucks. So go to patreon.com slash cafeteriapod. Enjoy the show. Otherwise, there's not going to be enough gigawatts to figure out the rest of what we're going to do. Is that something he would say? Gigawatts or something? with the 1.21 gigawatts is what it takes for time travel. And it's also, I believe, something that Jay-Z would say. He'd say gigawatt, gigahoo. He did. That was, that was. Uh, I don't know the title of that song, but I remember it was, uh, he had some girl on there. Gigawatt, gigahoo. And then, our, oh, this is my dumb hip hop knowledge from the late 90s, early 2000s, because I used to subscribe to The Source magazine, as you know, Brent. Yeah, you, um, your mom would smile every time your your ba- her baby boy's face was up in The Source. That's right. Every time I was on the unsigned hype section. Mm-hmm. No, I remember, uh, what the hell is it, her name? She also did the guest verse on uh, Can I Get a What, What, that one. And yeah. her na- her name was like, a, a veal or a meal or something like that. A meal, A-M-I-L. There you go. So they put a whole album out for her. And I guess it was so, like, it was so bad. I, it just bombed and flopped completely. And she she got dropped. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I heard some story later that she uh, completely left hip-hop and was, like, working back in her hometown or whatever. But she went from being, like, a guest verse on one of the biggest songs that may have mm-hmm. been the most popular song of the year, and to this day, you'll still hear it at parties 20 years later or whatever. Uh, this and... is from uh, page six. The headline says, Emil never got closure following exit from Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records. Never got closure? I mean, like, is this like mm-hmm. a whole article about it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, we don't have to read it on here, but it's, uh, you know, she made the the exit. And then it, on uh, when you give her a Google, it says former rapper, American former rapper. So she doesn't rap no mo. Yeah, no, I don't believe she does. I think uh, it was one of those. She may have been one of those rappers who like she didn't actually write her own lyrics, but she mm-hmm. was hot. And Because there's, there's a lot of rumors about Cardi B that she doesn't write. Because if you look at Cardi B in an interview and listen to her. She sounds like she has difficulty making sense, but then she drops these like fire, crazy ass, mm-hmm. awesome verses. So there's rumors like, hey, Cardi B might not write her own raps, but she looks yeah. incredible and sounds dope. So no one really knows. Well, that's, I, I think at a certain point with music, nobody cares. Like, yeah, you know, disrespect to Cardi B, but I don't I don't care that her that specific artist writes her own music or not. I would care. If Bruce Springsteen didn't write his own music, it's like different music, you know, Um, I would I would care if Alicia Keys didn't write her own songs or Adele. But with hip hop, I don't care. But I'm not a huge hip hop guy anyway. That doesn't Mm -hmm. matter to me. But didn't like Easy e write a lot of people's songs? No, the exact opposite. Easy e uh, did not write any of that. 
Yeah, Easy E didn't write anything at first. It wasn't until a little bit later in his career that he actually learned how to be a rapper. Easy E was like, he was kind of like the real street cred, I guess, in mm-hmm. NWA. Like he was a like, because you know Dre was a music producer, Ice Cube was a rapper, uh, mm-hmm. Yellow Yellow was a real rapper, not Yellow. Um, MC Ren was a real rapper, and Yellow was mm-hmm. a real DJ. Easy E was like the actual, like kind of like the most. I want to say he was like the real drug dealer. I think he was Mm -hmm. from what I understand in the group. And, but his voice was dope. Like people like, he ain't real. Like the boys in the hood are always hot. Like he he had Mm -hmm. the really cool voice. He had the Jerry curl. So eventually I think he learned how to write stuff. But at first I don't think he wrote any of his own stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I love that shit. I love that shit. Yeah. I, it did. I would say it depends on who, who wrote the lyrics, but, even when somebody claims to have written a song, I'm like, at least you had some critiques and, you know, especially when you have a big money record contract, it's like, no, those people don't leave you alone when there's money on the line, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. What, what uh, other, when you were a kid, what magazines did you subscribe to besides the source? Well, I, I got the source, I want to say for maybe about three years in college. I would. Mm-hmm. I, I never actually subscribed to any. I think maybe at one point I got Ranger Rick. Because who? Did what it? is that? You didn't have Ranger Rick? No. Ranger Rick was uh like a kids uh, nature magazine that was like, it okay. was. Oh wait, you know Ranger Rick may have been dead by the time you were. That's true. I'm older than you, so maybe it was gone. Did um, you get Boys Life? Sounds like you got Boys Life. Boys Life was that the Boy Scout magazine? It's the Boy Scout one. Yeah, I got that when I was a kid. I was a Boy I think Scout. You, I yeah, still I get it now for to... different reason. I'm just trying. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like thinking about like the people that get boys life now, which I don't even know that it's a magazine. And if it is, I don't know if it's a physical copy, but just um, like a, a uh... good way to tell that somebody's a creep if they get boys life in their 40 with no kids, you know. Brent, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a magazine out there called Boys Life, but I don't think it has anything to do with Boy Scouts. No. Let me see if Boys Life is still around because I feel like that was I think it was more scouting, of course, but I think a lot of pe- a lot of kids got that because it was just like a, a kids magazine, you know. Well, Remember I feel like people if, would get like Nickelodeon magazine when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I think if you were a Boy Scout, Boys Life automatically, like just you automatically had this. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. Um, yeah, I never actually filled out anything. It just showed up. Check out Ranger Rick. What years did that hog uh, get printed? Ranger Rick. Because I, I think it used to be like in all our libraries and elementary schools. So mm-hmm. like you can get Ranger Rick, you can get Highlights Magazine. So I think I may have gotten Ranger Rick. I didn't subscribe to WWF Magazine, but mm-hmm. I would get it every month at the local drugstore. We had a we had a place called New Hearts Pharmacy in our hometown. And Bob I Newhart. would always, yeah, that he owned it. Yeah, he was the pharmacist. You know this. And went a little um, something like this. <laughs> yeah. So every time I'd go to the drugstore, I would uh, I would always look for the newest WWF mag. I'd, I'd pick that up. Is Ranger Rick a raccoon cartoon? Oh, no, it was a, a magazine. Yeah, but I'm saying the mascot because it's uh, rangerrick.org. Uh, and I guess their mascot now is like a raccoon that's dressed like a, uh, a park ranger. Mm-hmm. Dude, is Ranger Rick still going? Started 1967. And they do 10 per year. We'll all be damned. 70% off if you use promo code cafeteria pod. That's right. Our new sponsor, Ranger Rick magazine from 1989.
if, and we don't really have a sponsorship with them, but if you people, and I do mean you people, bully Ranger Rick, the children's <laughs> nature magazine, yeah. they will acquiesce. And you also get a half off on your newest subscription to Boys Life uh, mm-hmm. just by listening to the Cafeteria Podcast. You can just borrow mine. I got a stack of them over here. The pages are a little sticky. Are your kids in Boy Scouts? I don't even have kids. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, I do. I did get a Rolling Stone magazine for a while, and I got Nintendo Power as a kid. Oh yeah, Nintendo Power was uh, that was cool. I, I watched the the Netflix doc on like uh, you know the progression of video games. I'm sure Ryan mm-hmm. creamed his jeans watching. I don't know if he watched it yet, but it was like a a really cool six part. Yeah, uh, Netflix. Did you watch it? It was incredible. I don't think so. We should also mention. I forgot that Ryan's not here this week. Clearly, he's not because he's not been. He's not mentioned, but uh, he, we are scheduled to record today. And yep. then he said, hey, uh, it's a difficult Babby day. Babby's yeah. being a baby, as mm-hmm. babies uh, have been known to be. So we said, go take care of that baby. Yeah, I mean, we look, Ryan said uh, he was ready. He was ready. But he said, look, mm-hmm. I was gone all weekend. I'm on Babby duty. Uh, Babby's having a rough day. And uh, he's like, I'm, <laughs> I like how you could tell he was having a rough day. He just goes. I'm out. Babby's having a day and Ann needs a break. <laughs> yeah. Babby's having a day, which means Ryan is having a day and probably Ann. And I assume yeah. if, if you're both one of you is having a day, the other is having a day because you're just trying to keep this little child alive and quiet. So that's it. Right. Babby is here this week, but I, I did get Nintendo power for a long time in preparation to I when I was a kid I cut grass I did every odd job you could and I bought a, a GameCube uh, on, on launch I paid for it my goddamn self wait you got a GameCube off the jump son yep and I got that and Luigi's Mansion was the first uh, game I got refresh my memory what was a GameCube? Was that like uh, the next step up from a Game Boy, or was a GameCube a full-on system like a Nintendo? A uh, full-on system that plugged in the TV. It was after Nintendo 64 and before the Wii, I think, how it fell. Because I kind of fell out of video games uh, after the GameCube. But it had um, the launch game. The big one was Luigi's Mansion, where you have to capture ghosts. And it was like Haunted, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, some of those. If Ryan were here, he'd he'd be named off forty games by now. But I looked it up. Yeah. The launch price of the GameCube uh, met on May twenty first, two thousand one. A few months later, the world would change, but I'd still have my GameCube. Uh, also, it was a hundred dollars. Be- What's that? Are you saying the world changed because? Let me guess. Did the PlayStation drop? No, it was 9-11, Jonathan. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, no, because we're talking about video games. So you meant, I, I know, but you it was the... May 2001. So September I thought you 2001. Meant the, I thought you meant the world of video <laughs> games would change and maybe something made the GameCube obsolete. So I was thinking, oh, maybe PlayStation came along and just stopped a mud hole in the GameCube. No, and I would say that me not getting a, an Xbox was my 911, but uh, no. Well, uh, it was a, a GameCube. You never forgot dollars. Never forget a hundred dollars lower than the PS2 and Xbox. The GameCube um, was. Yeah, so it was two hundred bucks, 
back in the day, that's a lot of, I mean, that for adults, it's still a lot of money, but for a kid with no job, I was saving money, cutting grass. And uh, I don't know if I was, I would collect a bunch of uh, cans and take them to the recycling place. When yeah. I was a kid, my grandma would uh, bag up all her cans and I'd go over there and get them. And then you, you realize what, how hard it is to make money doing cans. Cause you'd bring eight trash bags full of cans. And there's like, there's like, here's $7. Like, right. Oh, this, this is not a good trade at all. What did you, uh, whose grass were you cutting? Uh, my grandma's, my grandpa's, I think we had, uh, my family had a bunch of side hustles. Anyway, there was a lady that whose grass we would cut. That was like a family friend. And I don't know who this lady was, but I know that, her and her husband, as far as I know, never had kids, but they had like four or five dogs at, at one time throughout their whole life. So most of their yard was like gravestones to the dogs. They they would oh, buy no. individual gravestones for dogs and it was all around the yard. So wait, you had the added pressure of trying not to ruin canine the dogs' memories? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they I think they were like in separate spots where you weren't really mowing over them anyway. They're on the, like the, the outer edge of the yard, but it, it was yeah. like at least 10 headstones for dogs. No. How big was this yard? Pretty big. It was yeah. in uh beach grove, Indiana, where uh, I worked at that hospital there. My dad was from beach grove. It's like a suburb of, uh, of Indianapolis. Okay. So how much would you get per lawn? Did it did like did size matter? Or I mean was size Oh matters? size matters. Hey, producer yeah. wife, does size matter? Uh yeah, Brent, I tell you all yes, the time. Does. Size matters uh-huh. and you don't have it. <laughs> hey, Brent's got shrimp on him. Uh which is the callback to the joke we did on Patreon. But oh, uh by the way, speaking of Ryan not being here, so technically this is supposed to be a monumental episode for us. I believe this is episode 150. Could we just call this uh episode 149.5? Because it, it, it can't be a full episode without Ryan, right? That's I well, I was gonna announce that uh, he's been booted from the show at the end. Oh, so we're starting over then. This is episode one. Oh, and I, I forgot to say that I booted you from the show as well. So Okay. If you could cool. just, uh, when this is done, just edit it and send it over to me and I'll mm-hmm, upload mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and just, you know, whenever you finish the new episodes without uh, my participation, just keep sending mm-hmm. them my way and I'll send them your way. How about that? Yeah. Producer LaQuasto, that you've been downgraded. Yeah. You're just going to sit in and make sure it's uh, everything sounds good on the ones and twos. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what what did what did you just ask? Uh yeah, is this episode 149.5? Cuz I feel like we got to I don't know, not that we're going to do anything special for 150 cuz you know it's us. We're mm-hmm. not going to plan. But you know, just thinking. Just think. Yeah. We should watch The Big Lebowski. Oh man. That's uh that's a long episode, but we could do it. Or we could uh we don't have to do a watch along. We could all just watch it and talk about it, but maybe that maybe we should that's a uh, conversation for Ryan yeah. as well. Well, here's the thing. And, uh, I don't think Ryan has, a, has, I believe he just declared he has never seen it. Am I correct? Yeah. I think my, we need his fresh eyes on the movie. Yeah. Cause I think you and I, we could have a full conversation with nothing but Lebowski quotes and it would actually fucking make sense. a man. Fucking, fucking a. a. 
Yeah, and if Ryan disagrees with us, his aggression will not stand, man. This aggression will not stand. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll maybe it'll be something like that. We'll have to think about it because obviously we didn't put much thought into this one that was actually supposed to be 150. I forgot that we we had done that many episodes. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if I fucked up the math and we could be episode 151 or two. I have no idea. I'm just mm-hmm. this is what I'm going off of. You know what I mean? This that's all I got. I got 150 right now, but 150. Without Rye Rye, we ain't doing 150. We're doing 149 and a half. Well, let's uh let's can we talk about this for a minute, Jonathan? Whatever you want, I bro. You're, me, the, uh, you're the captain of this ship. I, I don't know that I am, but uh I well, saved this news story because I thought it was interesting. The headline is one in eight men under 35 have brought condoms to a funeral. Wow, one in eight. So that's a twelve and a half percent ratio. That's why we keep the old old math brain on the show, and I I don't I'm not good with math. So you could have said any number, and I'd be like, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. One in yeah, eight men know. under thirty five. But I would assume, I don't know how many people are like, hey, I'm going to this funeral. Let me stop off and get some and some magnums, or it's just like the guy had a condom on him at the funeral. I bet you it's not that because I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, Brent, back when you and I uh, and and Ryan were in our uh, Tomcat on the prowl days. Mm-hmm. I mean, still look, am, baby. I mean, on, look, I'll say it. I still am. She's in the okay. next room. Brent, I heard you say <laughs> that. You're not a Tomcat on the prowl. You were <laughs> barely crawling when I found you. Just a minute ago, you was talking about boys' life. <laughs> and by the way, I've been telling you to do something with these goddamn boys' life <laughs> magazines for months. <laughs> You have them on the coffee table and it creeps out all my friends when they come over for coffee. Oh, you guys get boys life. <laughs> yeah, Brent gets boys life. <laughs> oh, is Brent uh is his friend working scouts? No. No. <laughs> He's just trying to learn how to tie his best knots. Yeah, I need to not, uh, know how to tie a square knot again in case I need to tie two different lengths of rope and size together. And most importantly, a balloon knot. A balloon knot and a clove hitch and a, a bowline. Uh, some right. people call it a bowline. Um, a bovine, which is a cow knot. Bovine. But yeah, uh, so what do you make of this, uh, Jonathan? People were surveyed. One in eight would bring a, a condom to a funeral. I mean... I, but my point is, I think, you know, back when we were Tomcats on the prowl, you, you never mm-hmm. leave the, you, you don't want to leave the house without a rubber. You know what I mean? Cause you never know what's going to yeah. happen. So I don't think this you is You never that. know when I you think... might fa- fall into some, uh, to, to some <laughs> strange, you know, <laughs> some sweet poom tang. Uh, no, th- this... I, I think this is one in eight men saying like, yeah, I actively remembered to drop uh, a raincoat in the old pocket just in case. Cause they say. Uh, they say weddings and funerals um, bring out the horniness, right? I mean, people grieve differently. I've never, I, I don't want to go to a funeral anyway, but it's, it's you know, I've never been one to be like, let me try to get laid at this funeral. Maybe at a, I could see a wedding for sure. There's alcohol. Mm-hmm. I would say most funerals don't have alcohol. There's drunk people. 
but it's that's not because there's booze there. Like they brought their own. I've never seen a funeral with any liquids ever. Like besides maybe you get the you know the little water from my from eyes. The corner. Oh yeah, of course. That's that's total water works. But like I, I've seen like the little water dispenser in the corner, but I've never seen like an actual there's no bar key. Like, hey, you want a sprite? Huh? For your yeah. grief? You want an Arnold yeah. Palmer? He's got the little uh, tip tip jar there. He put mm-hmm. three dollars of his own money in there to make it look like people were tipping. Hey, look, I uh, I know it's a rough day, and I'm sorry for your loss, but uh, I got a wife and four kids at home. If you could just drop yeah. a few dollars in the in the can for me. Uh, that that right there is Mr. Martin Scorsese. So I'm gonna try to get him my script if he asks for a drink at this funeral. <laughs> and just in case things go real well, I got a condom in the pocket. <laughs> 65% of respondents bring protection on the first date. Um, and uh, nearly all 91% say they're generally more likely to use a condom to prevent pregnancy and STDs given the state of current affairs. So most okay. people are saying I'd wrap it up if mm-hmm. uh, if I was going to bang somebody. Around half of people surveyed, 52% keep condoms on the bedside table. Um which I don't, yeah. but I don't, I don't know where else you're keeping them. If it's not in the the bedside yeah. table, where you keep them in the cabinet in the kitchen next to the Earl Grey? I think, yeah, you know, it depends on, uh, maybe your kitchen counter is real comfortable and that's your go-to spot. I don't know. <clears throat> I and just, just lift, I know, what, lift, lift the cheeks up, toss them on there, you know, Brent, like you used to do. When you were, yeah, you just, you, on the, on the island. Yeah. Course. And then you you just pray that the we didn't leave the stove on because we got one of those flat top things. And you just hope that the, the, the wheels uh, you hope the wheels on the island are locked so it doesn't scoot away when you try to throw the cheeks on there. Oh, uh, we're not pores. Our island is locked in. Wow, we don't okay. have an island to be well, to be honest. Sorry, but uh, you step above me, shit. No man or kitchen is an island. I'll say that much. That's right. Um, when it, when you're on the prowl, did you where did you keep your did you keep a rubber? Uh, by the way, nobody that's ever made love calls it a rubber. You keep a raincoat, no. a Jimmy, Jimmy hat, uh, in, Jimmy the, hat. in your wallet. Uh, I, <laughs> I throw the umbrellas in the uh, in, in the closet. No, um, yeah, you, you always want to. I, I, I would occasionally I would keep them uh, keep them near the near the bed. Not that I would ever really use them. I was never. Uh, you wrong dog. Yeah. You know, there's a good chance the three of us were never exactly hounds. Pretty oh, sure that wasn't. speak for yourself. Oh yeah, speak for yourself. Because I mean, Ryan's just had a child. Yeah, he did just have a child. That's true. Yeah. Did you He's, keep it uh, in your wallet though? Because I always heard that. Hey, don't do that because you're gonna that you know you're sitting on the wallet. You could ruin the structural integrity, which is oh, the no. opposite thing that you want in a condom. No, never put one in a wallet. I I thought that was because uh, I don't know. It stays in the wallet long enough. Because I knew if I put one in my wallet it would get ruined because I wouldn't use it fast enough. And then that mm-hmm. one time you would need it, it would just look like it was already used by your leather or whatever the fuck the wallet was made of. And you'd be afraid yeah. to put it on your Jimmy. You know, your, your root would want to have that uh, Jimmy hat. Prophylactic. I looked up slang for condom rubber. Uh, somebody said scumbag. That sounds gross. Oh, that's rough. No, thanks. Uh, a Jimmy hat rubber Johnny. That's a British one. I that's Okay. That's my official one. Hey, any chance you have any rubber Johnnies for sale? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where I guess people are keeping their condoms. And I just, 
I don't know that I'd ever stop off uh, on the way to a funeral just in case. Yeah. Hello, sir. May I have a three box of <laughs> what the fuck is it? Rubber Johnny's, please. <laughs> hey there, Brenda. I heard you're newly single. <laughs> Hi, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> I have a rubber Johnny I could I could borrow and return to you on Tuesday. <laughs> I'd gladly pay you tomorrow for a rubber Johnny today. That's right. Just do the what was that guy's name who bought all the hamburgers from Popeye? Uh, Wimpy. There you go. What a what a great nickname, Wimpy. <laughs> Wimpy. That, that nobody's so calling Wimpy for backup. Oh man, that what a great nickname. Like, what's up, Wimpy? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. just apologizing already Man. for nothing. I'll tell you what, no rubber Johnnies were used in Serbia this weekend. That I could tell you. Well, you were in Serbia doing a commentary on what event? Uh, Titan FC 82. It was, uh, dude, it was dope, man. So Titan Fighting Championship is out of the U.S. We combined forces with a company called Serbian Battle Championship SBC Revenge. We did a, a big old event over there. Um, I don't know. There's at least a couple thousand there, I'd say. It's just a great setup. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 broadcast went off without a hitch. It went live on Fight Pass, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. It was 9 p.m. Serbian time. Uh, boy, you said it was 60... a nine-hour difference. Yep, nine-hour difference. It was uh, My flight there was L.A., to Istanbul, about 13 hours, then another hour to Belgrade, then an hour drive to Novi Sad, which is where the city was the for the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, coming back, went Belgrade to Switzerland, which is cool. I bought a bunch of Swiss chocolate at the old Duty Free, brought them home for the fam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Switzerland straight to LAX. But what a, I'll tell you what, what a, Europe is dope. What a beautiful city. I, I walked around. I went to an old coffee shop on the on these railroad tracks. There's an area called Main Square where everything looks, it's like just dope. Everyone walks and you rides their bikes. That's why Europe is skinny because there aren't that many, like people are just walking and biking everywhere. Or walking and the food, cities, yeah. Dude, and the food is just, the food is so much better everywhere but the United States. Like you can't be, you can't deny it. It's for the most part, it's just better and more natural everywhere. Like everything is just effing delicious. It Some was of the best wonderful. gas station water you've ever tasted. Oh, you have no idea, bro. I it was so delicious over there. I almost bought a snack, you know? That's that's almost. nuts, man. They almost changed <sighs> you. Yeah. And uh there's a tweet that went viral a little bit about us, our our commentary team, because mm-hmm. uh, my my usual partner is Jose Shorty Torres, who is a active MMA fighter, but he's a little guy. He's about five five and mm-hmm. There's a former UFC heavyweight who's now retired. His name, his nickname is the Skyscraper. His name is Stefan Struve. He is mm-hmm. the tallest fighter in UFC history. He's a legit seven foot, right? Oh yeah. And he uh, he had a long career, twenty nine and thirteen as a pro. Uh, I forget how many UFC he was in the UFC for a while. And so he had a, a big hand in making this happen. Like he was working with the Serbian company, and he's mm-hmm. also doing ring announcing as well as commentary. So, like, at one point, there's some guy who runs a really popular MMA Twitter, and he uh, he took a screenshot of us where I'm in the middle, Stefan's on my right, and Shorty's on my left, and he, he tweeted out, he goes, whoever books Stefan Struve and Jose Shorty Torres on the same commentary team is a genius, because we look like cell phone bars going down. <laughs> yeah, that's it funny. It was awesome, but uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, 
Fights were cool. Uh, had a couple titles change hands. A little bit of drama, as always. And didn't sleep at all uh, mm-hmm. after the event because I had to leave for the airport at 6 a.m. So, uh, yeah, still recovering a little bit. But I'm starting to feel like myself. And holy shit, I'm shooting a comedy special in a couple of goddamn days, Brent. Yeah, yeah that's why you were recording a little early uh, in the day for us because you have spots all week. I imagine yep. you're running up the stairs, you're boxing some meat and a cooler, all that stuff. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, mm. doing all that shit. I'm, I'm hitting you the kids. A, I mean, you know. What? You're hitting the kids. Don't do that. Give them some boys' well, life. They like well, that. Well, they keep, they keep taking my boys' life magazines from me. <laughs> Who's been in Wait. my boys' life? <laughs> Please, do we have to name this this episode Boys' Life? I feel like I think that's... it's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some names you had to say on the commentary thing? Because you were, you know. Oh, dude. Okay. I will bring these up for you. And because I had to, I had to practice a lot mm-hmm. uh, on the flight over there. And even like while I was there, because the, the names were real. I mean, the names were, yeah, they were difficult. Here we go. Uh, give you a couple of them. Okay. We had one guy, Soren Manukian. Not that bad. Soren Manukian. Okay. We had Vuk but did, you, did you put the, you put the twist on it? Oh, of course. You say it like that, yeah. Like you, you uh, don't say marinara. You say marinara. You know, I'm not very good with the R's, but I tried. Uh, we had a guy named Vuk Lekic. Uh, we had yeah. a, a guy from Cameroon named Ateba Gautier, and this guy is a beast. Like he's going to be a star, I think, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a guy named Walter Ignacio, which wasn't too hard. He's Brazilian. Um. We had uh, Monica Kucinich. We had Mo- like Monica. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had Mihail Sirbu. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be a good commentator saying those names. Here's a name. I'm going to spell it for you. You try to say it. O G N J E N. O G N J I N. O G N. Pretty close. It was Ogden Dimich. His last name was Ogden. Dimich. Yeah, Ogden, Ogden Dimich. Dimich. Yep. And then uh, I shared a ride uh, to the airport with this guy afterwards. Um, Nair Malikian. Nair Malikian. Where's he from? Uh, I want to say, oh, he's from Armenia. And the funny thing is, so this fight ended up being a no contest because Malikian's 14 and 1. And he basically, he, he started to pummel this other guy. And he had him against the cage. But basically, the other guy fell down, and as he hit the ground, he went and to knee him in the head. And it's illegal to knee someone in the head when you're on the ground. So it's just one of those like, kind of like timing issues where he mm-hmm. he need him and realize afterwards, like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. So th- the referee put a stoppage to the fight and called it a no contest. But the guy that he was beating up is a Serbian fighter. So like the Serbian crowd, they were amazing. They were like, you know how like the Japanese crowds in wrestling are so respectful, like. They're, yeah. they're very well behaved, but if something amazing happens, you hear a loud wave of like approval, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they did for like really amazing technical stuff or like really cool things, but they were really behind the Serbian fighters. Right. So when they basically did a no st- a stoppage to the fight, this guy, Nair Malikian, he went and I even said on commentary, I said, you know, as someone who used to call matches for WWE, I could say he has just gone full heel because he started talking shit to the crowd and got massive booze. Someone from the other guy's camp went after him 
after he left the cage, he didn't just walk to the back. All of a sudden, I started hearing all this other noise and boos on the other side of the cage. Stefan, the seven-footer, he had to. He ran off the table to make sure that make nothing sure that crazy happened. was happening. I think he mm-hmm. kept talking shit to the audience more and okay. more on his way to the back. But the way the airport, super nice guy. But I think he just, you know, I'm not a was fighter. He, so he was working. He was putting on a show for people. I feel like he was because he could not have been nicer on the way to the airport. Now, look, you and I aren't fighters. We're lovers. So we don't know what it's like to get in that kind of amped up zone to where you're trying mm-hmm. to fight someone. So maybe maybe it was adrenaline or maybe he's like, yo, I'm going to be a heel here. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a villain. And he. Yeah. Wow. It was very entertaining. Um, he's, get, he's getting people to talk. Exactly. Uh, this is my favorite last name. Stefan Zvir. Zvir. Z-V-I-J-E-R, I believe is the spelling. Now, I just put yep. some names over in the chat. Can you say those names for me? Uh, sure. Let me... Uh, and I, did, I, I just I sent them to you if you've not read them. So Okay, I'm going to say Serge Tankian. Okay. Uh, Deron Merakian. Mm-hmm. And Shabo Odadjian. I, I don't know how do you say most of those names. I just know those are three of the four members from System of a Down. No way! And, yeah. Wake up! <laughs> and uh, and Darren Malikian. I don't know how I I don't know how you say his last name, but it was very similar to the name that you just said. Yeah, I love it. What's that guy's name? Malikian. Where's that guy from? He was from Armenia. And so so is System of a Down. They're from Armenia. Because one of their big big things, they're trying to get the Armenian government to recognize the Armenian genocide. I think they just released a song uh, not too long ago. Really good song. I think it was about that. Um, System Up uh, and Down, Protect the Land. Yeah, not long ago. There you go. Great song, Protect the Land. Yes. Then there's uh, Genocidal Humanoids, which they used humanoids, which because Bobby the Brain Heenan would call people that. Sure did. I love SOAD, man. Those guys have been awesome for a long fucking time. Yeah, they just need to put out more new music. Well, I feel like it's weird because, I mean, they've been around, what, uh, when did, uh, what what the hell, <clears throat> a couple of those songs. Um, around 9-11. Thanks for bringing that they up. Did, they, well, sorry, uh, for second time this show. They did mm-hmm. Aerials, and what was the first one? The um, Wake up! Yeah, I mean, that had to be, wait, I know when that came out. Yeah, I know when that came out because I was like in the middle of college on a physical therapy. Um, uh, I was working for free during the summer. With I can't even think of what the hell it's called anymore. Internship. Uh, clinical internship. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's kind of when it came out. And I want to say that was like either 2000 or 2001. So there you go. Wikipedia is saying 94 to 2006 and then 2010 to present. Hell yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, that's why I wanted you to read those names because they sounded very similar to the ones you were reading off. Yeah. If you want to hear a really fun story that might pop you, but it'll definitely pop pug. Uh, our friend, uh, our (laughs) friend, our friend Schwartz that we used to talk about, um, very funny guy. He had a big black Labrador dog Mm -hmm. and he used to always love wrestling with the dog, but the dog hated it, but it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just fun for him. And he would always start singing, uh, chop suey before he would do it. And he got to the point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he got to the point where his poor dog Rudy would be sitting there relaxing and all, all Schwartz would have to do is, is go walk into the room and just go wake up. And the dog would flip out and run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he he. Uh, it was like Pavlov's uh, ass whooping. Yeah, it was classical conditioning. He would just go, "Wake up!" <laughs> would be like, "Fuck no!" It just bolts. Well, how oh, they wrote God. that song, that album was produced by Rick Rubin, who has produced oh. a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, uh, Jay Z and and Metallica and all that stuff. But they, I guess, they were stuck on that song, so they went to Rick Rubin's house and just opened a Bible at random. And that's how we get some of those lyrics of "Father, why have you forsaken me?" type oh, stuff. I did not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah, the lyrics are pretty deep. Like "keys on the table" means something, something, something. I don't know, but grab a brush damn. and put a little makeup. All that shit, where it's like just kind of gibberish. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Did you ever? Do you remember that uh, Andy Dick show, the sketch show? Oh, I sure do. Uh, Daphne Aguilera, fucking yeah. That, it was one of those shows where, like, I think only 30% really hit, but the stuff that hit was was really solid. Like, I just remember him doing the Daphne Aguilera where he's like, I know I'm hot. Everybody wants to screw me. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. I He had a, a fake band on there, and uh, the band was named System of a Revolution and such. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's pretty good, though. I do like that. And I like oh. one time it was like an anti-smoking ad and he's like, you know, you've heard about secondhand smoke, but what if, what if somebody breathes out that secondhand smoke? Now it's thirdhand smoke. You can take it and stick it up your ass. But it was, he was just over dramatic and stuff with it. I, it was like a, a sketch show nobody talks about mostly because it's probably Andy Dick, but I thought the Andy Dick show was solid. Uh, Jenny McCarthy show. Not so much. That was, um, I don't even remember that. That was on MTV also. I was probably yeah. vaccinated. They wouldn't let me watch it. Maybe it was. Uh, it didn't last very long. I want to say it lasted maybe a season, maybe two. No. The only reason I remember it well is because a, a a band I loved actually performed on it one time, and that's why. What band? The Fun Loving Criminals, baby. I don't know them. Uh, they never really got too well known. Um, they're still together. They're actually. I just saw them in concert in L.A. Producer Amal and I went uh, maybe six months ago. It was, it was weird. It was cool. <clears throat> no, no, it was not uh, weird. She actually kind of liked Fun Love and Criminals because they're kind of like a mix of like jazzy hip hop type stuff. Okay. Yeah, she didn't understand yeah, Weirdo at all. She didn't didn't really resonate with her. Well, Weird uh, Weird Al is uh, you have to know things to know Weird Al. They're Good point. Songs, and speaking of know? which, I'm gonna wait. I thought of this yesterday, but I'm gonna wait until Ryan's back. So when I was a little kid. I loved Weird Al so much. I became obsessed with writing song parodies and mm-hmm. me and my old neighbor, uh, my, one of my oldest buddies, uh, we used to record like we would have the old tape recorders where you put a cassette in and there's a record button. You could record stuff into it. Mm-hmm. So like we would take instrumentals from like other bands, play the instrumental and then write our own songs to that. And I remember I thought of you froze yeah all it did was you said uh you kept saying if 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 no not again yeah so i that's why i text you at 38 minutes and if you want to edit it so yeah no don't worry i'm gonna i'll fix this shit that's crazy well you know what cliffhanger that's what i was about to say cliffhanger i'll tell you guys about that song when ryan's back but for now brent uh well you know let's thank our patrons how about that yeah and let's get out of here thank you to amanda misty young matthew malin kermit paddock christina downey 
Stephen T. Rumble, Nikki Spliff, oh, Paul Reigns. Andrew wah, Rusty. Jeff from Philly, Casey Venema. Ronda. Yeah. Craig Monroe, Mike Hawk, Nicole, Josh Hughes, Zach Belstra, Prafro, T.C. Libby, Joey Egan, Todd Curtis, Bronwyn Nevin, the Lady, Jacob Schwartz, Jason Nicholson, Tom Springsteen, The Boss, Robin, Throsh, and Notch, and Richards, and Bart, Chris Affey, Jr. We sure do love every single one of you. So, Brent's uh, Brent. Yeah. BrentComedy.com is where you can find all my comedy dates coming up. I'll be in Noblesville, Indiana. Real fancy, ritzy, rich part of uh, Indianapolis, just north of Indy. Uh, those seats, if you're coming, that's uh, that's a very small room. It's called the Brick Room. It's 30 seats tops, and I'm working on a bunch of new stuff. So if you want to come see them, get the tickets early. Royal Oak, Michigan at uh mark ridley's comedy castle also decatur illinois champagne illinois hey and a uh, bunch of other stuff coming up brentcomedy.com the field trip with brent terhune is hosted by brent terhune and oh yeah episode i missed that one uh was uh comedy obsessions with Stuart huff Stuart huff is one of my favorite comics and uh he is somewhat of like a, a, a historian for comedy. So he, te- he tells me all about Stephen Wright and uh, John Panette, the Marx Brothers, and more. If you're into comedians talking about comedy. I love that shit. That's going to be a damn good episode. And that's all. Jonathan? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, as always, you can follow us on the old... Uh... On the old Facebook, on the Instagram. Not that we do a lot there, but you know, it's best to just follow us all in real life, uh, in person mm-hmm. uh, without telling us. Uh, you can follow me at Jay Quasto. I am filming my comedy special this Sunday, June 11th, in Huntington Beach, California, at the Rec Room. Show times are 6:30 and 9:30. The 6:30 show is essentially sold out. It's a really small room; it only seats about 125 with the cameras in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there might be a handful of tickets. Yeah available yeah. at the door but right now we're pushing we're pushing we're pushing that 9 30 show uh because you know a lot of people brent they don't like to go out on a sunday night they don't like to go out late they got shit to do in the morning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i say shut up uh yeah. we need people at the 9 30 show so if you know anyone in orange county tell people about it quastospecial.com other than that, I'll be doing sets all over the place this week, opening for Alonzo Bowden in uh, at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido Friday, Saturday. That's going to be fun. Uh, parents are coming in town Thursday to Tuesday, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be down here and they'll be coming to the special and all that jazz and you know just trying to get ready for it, man. You know, you know how it goes. Trying to get ready for yeah. the special, getting the reps in. That's right. And as and always, stay out of my boy's life. Oh, Brent, you have three dozen Boys Life magazines in the toilet. God damn it, woman. I told you to stay. And who touched my subscription cards? That were, I used those as the bookmarks. But, uh, but Brent, you said that you were going to use my bra as a bookmark. <laughs> I'm going to give you. No, I was going to say knuckle sandwich, but then we're steering into domestic violence. Why I order. Ooh. 
Thank you for joining us in the cafeteria. If you had a good time, rate us five stars. Write us a nice review on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you didn't enjoy yourself, I'm going to be honest. We probably won't do better next time. We appreciate you.